0: I don't know what to think of this book this week, Matthew. Mm. Monkey meat number one Mm -hmm. from the Image Comics. I think Mm -hmm. Rodrigo must have reviewed uh, something similar to this a while ago. And this is from the same creator, Juni Ba. Mm -hmm. But it is a trippy, it is a trippy, trippy comic book about an island where... Uh, they sell monkey meat to the populace, and you don't know what's in the cans of the monkey meat. Although you might assume that it's actually monkeys, though the mm-hmm. person who runs Monkey Meat Island is a monkey, and it's Damn. it's got some gore in it. It's got a uh, it's got uh, trapped souls. It's mm-hmm. got uh, island uh, spirits
1: that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> do some Corporate crazy stuff. Energy, a little bit yeah. of weird mystery it feels you know and I, I hate to be you know somebody who can who boils something down like this it feels like a story by Thomas Pinchon as drawn by Kyle Baker and the the ludicrousness of both of those things kind of winding into something new I mean I feel like this is absolutely written stream of consciousness I feel like this is something mm-hmm. that I don't know if there's like a, a like a heavy outline now, there may be like a plan. There may be a breakdown of where things need to go, but just the progression of events throughout this issue very much feels like, and then what do we do next? Well, and I and like that part, actually.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would... When, I, when you first start reading the issue, I can see where you're coming from saying, this doesn't make any sense. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't come together. I'm not sure where this is going. But then when you hit the final... Two pages and you get the kind of what happened to this, uh, island God creature Mm -hmm. and how the monkey meat, how the monkey meat is made in the factory. Suddenly it's like, oh no, this, this book had a direction from the very beginning. It just did it in a way. Yeah. yeah, It did it in a way that, that gave you a lot of swerves so that when you did hit that final page or the final two pages, you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, this is not a good place, this monkey meat island or monkey island or whatever it is.
1: Uh, well, I never so, said any of those things. I didn't no, no, no. say that it didn't make sense. I'm just. No, like, no,
0: I said when you first reading it, I would agree with mm-hmm. your assessment. But by the time you okay. get to the end, you're like, oh, no, this was definitely planned out.
1: Hmm. I don't know. I, I really feel like there are, there are big chunks of this that almost feel like they were written you know sometimes when you're following a web comic you'll get like three pages on monday wednesday friday and then there'll be like a six month break and then they come back and pick up and it's kind of a moment of wait this feels a little bit different even though it's you know the next day in the characters lives i kind of had that about halfway through when we have the moment where the Guys with the guns are running around, and then somehow they steal the soul, and they juice up um, Mr. Lug, Thad Lug, whatever he is supposed to be. Literally, that is his description in the book, yeah, whatever he's organism a, he's, supposed yeah, he's supposed to be. Yeah, I think he's
0: supposed to be like an island god. or an island Which is meat. meat.
1: Yeah. But then, the, you know, they uh, they feed him a special energy drink, and he explodes, and then somehow he's now the main ingredient in this special energy drink. I don't know. Yep. Um, but... I really enjoyed that. But I also felt like, what in the world am I reading?
0: Yeah. So, you know, if you look at the solicitations that come from Image Comics, Mm -hmm. uh, it says, uh, let's see. um, Let's see. Let me see if I can find it here. Follow the lives of the creatures of Monkey Meat Island in this fun, action-packed romp. Each issue is its own story. Mm-hmm. and I'm, I don't know if I would call this an action packed romp. I don't know if this would, mm-hmm. this is, I think the, something that I sent to you had something to the effect of a, um, it's described as a smart, funny and drop dead gorgeous satire of capitalism, climate annihilation, and the perpetual content culture. And maybe that's for the entire series, but I didn't get that from this. I, from this, I from this see one issue.
1: The- the satire can, of capitalism. I can yes. see a little bit of the climate annihilation, but I also, I feel like that that particular mission statement, at least based on issue one, is kind of um, maybe overselling it. But yeah, and, and on the other what, hand, yeah, that's not to say that this isn't fun. I mean, it opens with a really vaguely funny ad for monkey meat in a can, Uh, which are, are actually legally defined as monkey meat food cans because there's food in there but they're not going to tell you what it is and i really enjoyed that beginning part where it felt like hey here's a commercial that's somehow transitioning into a documentary and then all of a sudden we need you know to have lug come in and clean up some insurrection just all of those bits and pieces sort of fall away. So it's mm-hmm. it starts out like we're seeing a documentary, and then that goes away, and then you know we see the story of how uh, the lawyer came in and managed, or the salesman rather, came in and uh, got someone to sell him Monkey Island, mm-hmm. and then we end up at a point where there's literally a contract signed by God, which I'm like, okay, yeah, but again. I'm on my third or fourth read through total, and as we speak, I keep going back through and seeing things that, oh yeah, that completely slipped my mind, or I remember that for the first read and then the second time through, you know it's it's like a different book every time, and that's fun, that's neat but. There's that point of something that can be reread multiple times and kind of get a different experience every time is good up to a point. But then you're also like, it also feels as though maybe the narrative wasn't so clear because obviously um, you missed these things or these things, you know, were delivered in a way that kind of went right over my head.
0: I don't know. And I don't think I honestly, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think that that is a a failing of any kind of storytelling. Uh, Mm -hmm. because I think that there are creators, uh, filmmakers, television, uh, you know, creatives, uh, for television series uh, and comic books that intentionally do these kinds of things so that the first time you watch it, you get that top level experience of just Mm -hmm. take it all in. And then as you say, okay, I want to go back and watch that movie again, whether that be the, the Watchmen television series, or whether that be, Um, inception or whether that be, you know, whatever it may be, whether it be monkey meat Mm. number one, when you go back and read it again, you know, what's coming up. So now you can take your focus and take it down to the next level and start to analyze, okay, what are these things? What do they mean? And Mm. then when you go back and read it again, you're like, okay, I think I understand what these mean. Oh, here's another little bit of subtext that I've known from my previous Mm -hmm. two readings that then add to it again and again and again. And I think that's why I do enjoy watching uh, movies again and again and again, because you do get a greater level of understanding or perhaps your own greater level of understanding. It doesn't mean that, um, that this is a problem from the creator side. Mm -hmm. It simply means that maybe the creators are smart enough to have put that in from the very beginning, knowing that people are going to watch it again and again and again and get different levels of interpretation and different levels of meaning. So that by the time you come out on the other side, where, wherever, that side may be um, you can have multiple levels of experience with that. So I don't think that, I think that that's, that's kind of a fun thing about reading comics. Right. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of the cool thing about some of our other shows, like the Legion clubhouse, where we're going back and looking at uh, issues of the Legion of superheroes from, you know, 50 years ago, plus uh, all the way up to today. And it reads differently when you look at it through the lens of today, looking at something from 1972 um in 1972 you probably just looked at it from a top level and now you're looking at it from another level and so i i kind of like that and i and i like that in uh monkey meat if that's what if that's what you get out of it is that you do need to read it multiple times i think that's a mm-hmm. good thing especially if you're looking at the prices of comics today at 399 this is you know right there in line with uh, most comics but if you end up spending two hours reading this and rereading this and setting it aside, contemplating it, coming back again <laughs> and rereading it again, um, even if you spend an hour doing that, if, even if if you spend 15 minutes each read through, mm-hmm. that's a pretty good deal for your bang for your buck, considering that sometimes you just flip through a, a DC or a Marvel comic book and go, yeah, I got, what they, I got what I needed out of it in one read and it took me five minutes. And I'm done. And wow, that comic was $4.99. I feel ripped off. (laughs) I I guess I don't feel that way with with Monkey Meat Island with its price tag, especially if you're doing that many rereads of it.
1: Yeah. And I mean, honestly, a multi-level experience is wonderful. But you do get into that question where, you know, sometimes when you're dealing with, and I would would say that this is maybe a non-traditional narrative, you get Mm -hmm. to that point where you're like, is... You know, we're almost to our toes, theater of cruelty, where, you know, or, or like that Brechtian theory of the whole point here is to alienate the audience as much as possible, but also keep them turning the pages. And you don't necessarily get that kind of depth out of every comic book. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But it's also a question of when you get to the end of this, and, you know, the monkey who looks a little bit like David Niven has bought an island from God, maybe. And, uh, they're selling an energy drink made from the juice of souls. You do have kind of a moment of where do, what comes next, where can this go? How, you know, how can you really process the narrative that we've been given here? And I agree with them, you know, when, when they say it's a satire of, you know, consumer hyper, hyper capital,
0: hyper capitalism. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's definitely here. Mm-hmm. But it's also, you know, when it, when it comes to satire, there's, there's different edges of satire. And I feel like this is the blow it up and laugh at the pieces satire, which again, that's not a criticism. That's to me, a description. And when you really break this story down, I'm like, is this narrative going to continue because it's described as, you know, a, every issue is going to be its own experience. Everything right, is going its own to story. be. Yeah. Right. So the things here that are left open ended, are those going to be addressed in future issues? And I feel like that alone is going to bring me back.
0: So, yeah, I think it depends on how they approach it. I'm kind of interested in, in reading the second uh, issue because this one, even though we are jumping back and forth between a bunch of different people and a bunch of different characters and some of their storyline stuff, I really felt like this issue is, is Lug's is Lug's story. Even though mm-hmm. we're seeing it from the salesman's point of view, and you know, really, what is the Monkey Meat Corporation doing to Lug? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where you get into your hyper capitalism. And if he is truly a, a, a island spirit, you know, how do mm-hmm. we corrupt that through the destruction of his uh, of Lug's environment? And then getting all the way up into the question of, you know, how far does capitalism go? Well, it goes all the that's way right. up to the top. Even God's willing to sign away a few souls in order to yep. fund, uh, the energy drink, uh, uh, machine. Empire. So I, yeah. I think from that standpoint, it, it's horrifying in a funny way, right? I mean, right. It's, it's, it's horrifying, but still, uh, dark humor. And that's what, that, that's what it is. If this is nothing but dark humor.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh,
0: and, and so that may not be for everyone who wants to, to pick up this comic. The other thing that may not be for everyone. Uh, picking up this comic is the art. Uh, J. Michael mm-hmm. T. Who's listening live in our major spoilers. Discord server says the, um, uh, the art is nice, but sometimes I had a hard time figuring out what I was looking at. Cause I'm not familiar with the style. This mm-hmm. style. I would describe it as a uh, late stage. Tiki bar meets <laughs> uh, the aesthetics of punk. Cyberpunk, late '90s, early 2000s, is how I would describe it. Tiki Tiki mm. Bar, post post Tiki Bar meets uh, cyberpunk.
1: Yeah, uh, I can definitely see that. Um, I've actually, I've, I've got kind of an easy uh, comparison because uh, an associate, someone who you know I used to follow and now is one of my Twitter friends. John Morris, who did, uh, what is it, Sun and Chew, the the Naughty Monkeys, uh, has a style kind of very similar to this, where you do get into that almost not necessarily representational. What the the tiki stuff, specifically big square heads, Mm -hmm. massive shoulders, you know, things that are intentionally really, really exaggerated. And I feel like it feels like John's art, it feels like uh, Kyle Baker. And when he's not being like super realistic, when he does like, um, why I hate Saturn and things of that nature, when he starts getting impressionistic, I feel like there's definitely kind of an antecedent here. But I feel like this issue is gorgeous, just amazing. Uh, during one of the big explosion, I can't call it a battle sequence, uh, one of the big explosion things <laughs> that happens you start seeing these, these stormtroopers coming out and the stormtroopers look like um, the scratch art that we used to do in school mm-hmm. where they give you mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. thing where you would scratch a, off the blacks yeah, the and black underneath paint there on would top be the pastel crayon. colors. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's just amazing. There's a, a whole page where you have these, these robots or stormtroopers or whatever in stark relief on a black background kind of getting torn apart and then we cut back to you know the almost hyper color. There's a lot of oranges and greens in here, so I don't trust my color assessment necessarily. But there's a lot of points where it just almost feels like things are flying off the page at me, and you know whether that's just my poor color vision combined with uh, nearsightedness, or if it's an intentional thing on the on the artist part it makes this an exciting read just visually. You don't know what you're going to get from
0: page. Yeah, it is. um, It is very different. And so I'm, I can guarantee you that this art style is not to everyone's liking. And if you are, and if you are used to very traditional, I put in quotes, traditional comic book art. And by that, I mean uh, capes and tights from DC and Marvel comics. This is nothing like, anything that you've read. If you only read Marvel and DC stuff, and this isn't e- anything, even if you've read a lot of image stuff, uh, it's, right. it's not like chew. It's not like, uh, invincible. It's not like the walking dead. Like I said, mm-hmm. if you think that Tiki bar meets, uh, maybe Tiki bar meets, um, what's Rodrigo's favorite, uh, the gorillas. That's, that's the, that's mm-hmm. how I would describe it. Uh, Tiki that's bar meets the gorillas. Great. Yeah. Uh, it, it takes some getting used to because there is a lot of, uh, I don't want to say hyper color, but the colors are very intense in, in their saturation throughout. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also, because the lug character evolves through the issue when we first meet him as just this little thing on the Island, all the way up to him being a killing machine for the, uh, the corporation, mm-hmm. it can be very hard at times to keep everything straight, you know, what is going on? Who is this? Who is that? At one point lug is, you know, walking around in a black costume. And then all of a sudden you see these guys in black costumes and it's like, well, is this lug in costume or what is this? And so, you know, it does require a little bit of extra time to pay attention Mm -hmm. to what's going on, who these characters are. You know, the evil corporate salesman is consistent throughout, uh, lug changes. And then there's the documentary and, uh, character who appears occasionally but is a little bit inconsistent in how uh she is portrayed in this issue. So those are some things that are going to throw some people off. And then I think part of the character design has to do with I don't want to say cast system, but their um place in the corporation in how they mm-hmm. dress and the costume that they wear or the uniform that they wear because there's all these guys that are like i guess rounding up the monkeys that wear these (laughs) like white suits with these masks or maybe that that is their faces i don't know and then you get to you know like you said the stormtroopers where their shields literally have funny faces on them right so it's it's very different i i it takes some getting used to I, on page one, I was like, oh, I really like this art. And then when I got to the end of it, I'm like, I'm not sure I really like this art. Uh, it's very well <laughs> done, but right. I think it is, it is just so much in your face
1: yeah. that it, I don't want to say it's exhausting, but it wears you out. You have, yeah, you have to bring something to this. This is, you know. The, the art that you were describing, which, you know, don't get me wrong, I love it. A Kurt Swan line ink color mm-hmm. drawing. Oh, there's like nothing wrong rate, with that. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that storytelling kind of feeds itself to you. And you're like, this is comforting. This is a nice pizza. But this is uh, th- some of this is like symbolism, and you have to mm-hmm. literally. Wrap your mind around what's happening on the page because it's not representational. It's not meant to be here as a drawing of what is happening. This is like here are images that you can take away your own emotional thing and kind of build what we want you to feel and what you see. And the page sometimes you'll have an image where it's just like this is a an outline or this is something that's just sort of a rough idea, and you have to kind of bring your mind to it. There's a whole page that seems to be taking place at the gates of heaven yeah it does where the soul the soul pops up and you've got this whole thing you're like okay that's pearly gates right there's some clouds but then you see the flames is that a soul okay so it is and yeah as you move through it yeah it's luck and i get it now but you also (laughs) have that that point where there are parallels to things like you know uh willy wonka and the chocolate factory in here that the guys in the little white suits. Every time I see them, I see the oompa loompas in the TV suits uh, with the orange lines down the side. And I'm like, okay, but wait, is it that? No, it's not that. But it's there if you want it, and you you know you can bring that to it. And that's the thing. This is not a passive reading experience. And so, no, like I said, you're gonna have to. That's read it. the thing. And I like think you said you really had to bug people.
0: Yeah, you you admitted you had to read it multiple times. And each oh, yeah. time is a different read. And, and it's not just from the story perspective. It is also with the art that you're going to get different, different takes each time you read it. And so it is something that requires work. Right. And that's, that's something that people don't want to hear. Right. It's like, uh, yeah. my youngest son, my youngest son is like, Hey, I like to draw. Great. Draw me a picture. No, I don't want to draw a picture because that's work. If I'm doing it for you, I want to draw for me. <laughs> So if you like right. to read comic books because it's relaxing and you can turn your mind off and you can just watch, uh, you know, good guy smashing bad guy, that's mm-hmm. not what this is. This is one where you're going to have to do a little work to get your own meaning out of it. And I'm not saying that what we've talked about is the true meaning of the book, um, right. but you're going to have to work to get your own meaning out of this and probably have some discussions with people who are willing to have uh, the conversation about monkey meat number one. And so for that reason, I, I really am. I am going to give this a tentative recommendation, but I'm not, I'm going to say more people are going to dislike this book than like it, uh, for various reasons. But that's kind of my take is I think it's interesting. I do want to read the second issue just to see if it continues on the lug storyline and, or if it really does change into a totally different story set on mm -hmm. this Island with some of the similar characters, if we get a different point of view, that kind of stuff. But I just, I don't think a lot of people
1: are going to like this. Um, and, you know, J. Michael T. in the chat said that certain parts of it reminded him of uh, the warlock character in the classic mm-hmm. New Mutants. And mm-hmm. this is actually a moment where I wish I wasn't so old and not just because my back hurts. But uh, if you remember what it was like in 1985 when yeah. New Mutants transitioned over to the abstraction, uh, the yep. work of Bill Sienkiewicz, Sienkiewicz yeah. during that first uh, Demon Bear saga. Mm-hmm. If that alienated you, you don't, want, you don't want any part of this because, I mean, what you get from a Sienkiewicz drawing, that really deep abstraction, all of that stuff, this feels like you have to work even harder than that. And Sienkiewicz is one of those artists that I had to really, really work and look at and kind of, you know, break down in my head exactly what was happening before I... Finally, it finally clicked, and I got it. But I can imagine being 16 years old and reading this, and you know, going off like like some guy on YouTube. What the crap? You know, I feel like you're right. There are going to be a lot of people saying, "I hate this," but I feel like the people who want it, the people to whom it speaks, the people that get this issue, are going to love it. It's going to be like their jam forever.
0: Right but 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 do keep in mind and I'm not saying that this is this is going to tank in sales by any means but mm-hmm. keep in mind that uh comic book readers in general are a small 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 percentage <laughs> of the people who uh watch the the big Marvel movies right so many right. many more people are going to be open to watching a Marvel movie than sitting down and reading a Marvel comic and so I think that translates here there's a, yes there's a lot of comic readers this is going to speak to a small fraction of them, probably in mm. the same vein as the percentage between people who love Marvel cinematic movies, but don't read comics, uh, are, are that way. So yeah, this is going to, this, we're going to require some time, effort and energy, uh, from people. And there are people in the, in the chat who said that they enjoy having to work for their media and that's totally fine, but that's not everybody's jam, which may be an ingredient inside the uh, monkey meat can product. So, uh, jam. there you go. Yeah, maybe jam, maybe not, maybe not. We'll have to find out, uh, the next time. Got an email from, uh, who who is this from, uh, Diane Enos, uh, who said, thank you guys for review, for your review on Lady Mechanica. The first issue got me hooked and I've been burning through the volumes. That's why I follow your podcast. I grew up during the end of the golden age and the birth of the silver age, reading everything. I don't have the kind of time I had when I was ten. I rely on you to do that for me now. You do a fantastic job. Thank you so much for the work you do and the fun you give us. Uh, this is from uh, Diane Enos, who is the creator of Rick Steele Adventures and Lara mm. Destiny novels. So uh, there you go. Uh, so thank you, uh, Diane, for for that, uh, and thank you everybody uh, for you know your support of Dueling Review. Uh, many ways that you can support this show. Uh, The first and the easiest is to point your browser to patreoncom slash major spoilers, where you will find the posting for Dueling review for next week, which is January 12th. You can go on that. You can click on that link, which will take you to the comiXology listing for comics that are coming out next week. And then you can vote on which comic you want us to uh, review and then whichever one gets the most votes that we, that's what we will do. But Louie has already voted. He says justice league versus the legion of superheroes, please. Uh, so there may be some more of that on, uh, the forefront. Uh, Matthew Briggs also says justice league versus the legion of superheroes. Maybe that's what we will review. Maybe we'll review something else. You'll need to go over to our Patreon page to, um, to vote and then find out the second way that you can help us also requires very little effort on your part go out to your social medias and tweet about this show. Um, You know, you can go and find this particular uh, post and you can uh, tweet that out to your followers, put it on your social medias, uh, mention it to other people if they're looking for, uh, commentary podcasts. Uh, I was on, um, I got a a tweet from someone the other day who said, Hey, I heard you on this other show. And because of you, I went out and bought up a comic for the first time in forever. And I love the comic. So, you know, people are enjoying what we have to say. And so the more you can share that with your socials or with your peers or with your comic shops or whatever it is, please go out and, uh, spread the good news about doodling review. The third way that you can help us, and of course, everybody who's listening to us live in our Discord server Thursday nights, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time, already know this because they're already fine patrons, but you can become a paid member over on our Patreon page. Again, that site is patreon.com slash major spoilers, and you can make a monthly contribution, $5 a month, $10 a month, whatever amount that you want to pledge, you can do that. Um, the one that I think is probably the best one is, uh, the silver, uh, sponsorship. Uh, that mm-hmm. one I think is, it, you know, if you can afford a cup of coffee, if you can afford a, a big, uh, big gulp at your, your local quick shop, uh, then you could probably afford the, the silver level membership of $5 a month. But we do have some other wonderful people, gold members who are constantly, uh, supporting us in our chat, like the J Michael T and the great NATO and all the rest, um, you know, the, the, you can contribute more and we certainly appreciate that as well, but your financial contribution, your monthly contribution, or if you want to pay uh, yearly does go right back into creating shows like Dueling View, keeping major spoilers going. I'm in the process of negotiating with someone, uh, about being a, I guess, kind of an employee, uh, at major spoilers. So in order for that to happen, we need to, to get a little bit more money. So if you can, if you, if you enjoy the stuff that we do, and you want to see it continue, then by all means, please in 2022, find five bucks a month and become a patron or $10 a month, become a patron at patreon.com slash major spoilers. We certainly appreciate that a lot. Matthew, what is your final thought on monkey meat? Number one,
1: this is not your average comic book, but it's good and it's disturbing and it's funny and I don't know if it's your jam and I can't recommend it to you, but I feel like you really want to go check this out and see if it is. Because if you're a weirdo and you're looking for a weird comic, this is a very weird.
0: That's certainly a very different comic book. I would agree with you there. All right. That wraps it up for this week. If you do become a patron, link your Patreon account to the discord, and then you can come and listen to us again, live eight o'clock PM uh, central time on Thursday evenings. We do some pre-show stuff. We do some post-show stuff. So you're getting a lot more for your money than just this, than this uh, listening to us record this show live. Find out more. Link your Patreon account to your Discord, patreon.com slash Spoilers. Go and read comics. We'll be back again next week.
1: Take care. Major Spoilers
0: Podcast, copyright 2009. Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2010. Major Spoilers is copyright 2011. Major Spoilers is copyright 2012. Major Spoilers is copyright 2013. Major Spoilers is copyright 2014. This podcast is copyright 2015 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2017 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2018 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2019 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. This podcast is copyright 2022 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with like basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream.
1: You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G Network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Ladies, at Essentia Health, you're not just a patient. You're a partner in your healthcare journey. We'll get to the heart of your health questions, even the ones you're embarrassed to ask. We'll find solutions to fit your unique needs and lifestyle. Because here we're in it together. Feel confident in your care and in yourself. Schedule a women's health appointment with an Essentia health provider today. Click the banner to learn more.